What's up and welcome to the Espresso with Aaron and Sarit podcast. This is the show where you go for the tips, tools, and the life hackeries to lose weight, gain confidence, and create a life that you are excited to wake up for. Get ready for some tough love conversations that will change your perspective from destructive to productive. We are your hosts, Aaron and Sarit. And we're on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Espresso with Erin and Sarit. And today we're going to be talking about how low-carb diets, though they seem super duper awesome and they're going to help you lose a lot of weight, how they could be more damaging and more harmful than helpful. This is going to be a good episode if you are the one that will go to a low carb, low sugar type of nutrition structure when you want to lose weight. And if you haven't noticed, it's today's espresso with Aaron and Sarit and King Boogie with a capital K and a capital B. King Boogie. Let me hear you say it. I think we're um, we're not connected to Facebook, so whoopsie daisy. Uh, you're going to have to join us on YouTube. That's amazing. Um Aside from that, I would like to say something, everybody. Yes, please, sir. I have been told before that I look like a whole carb. You have been told that you look like a whole carb. So I figured no better time to join than carb show. He does. He's a potato. Look at him. He's a whole sack of potatoes. So my first question he is a rude sack of potatoes. My first question for the audience. I stole the mic from Mama S as okay. a matter of fact. Okay, great. Let's hear it. I have a question. It's yeah. important. Speaking about carbs. What's your favorite one? Do you, would you rather regular potato or sweet potato? Because are you a regular potato or are you a sweetie potato? I'm a sweetie potato. Of course. I am a very <laughs> sweetie potato. I would love to know from you guys, pon chat. <laughs> if you are pon chat today, which potato would you rather have? A regular potato or a sweet potato? Boogie, if you're a sweet potato, I'd rather have a sweet potato. Wow. Yeah, you're a Sing. handsome potato too. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so Okay, so Mama S is going to steal over the mic now. Yep. Thank you, Boogie. That was so good and so good generous job. of you. Hey, by the way, if y'all are watching on YouTube and you're in our Facebook group, can you grab the the link to this video and share it over in the Facebook group because for some reason the the streaming platform got disconnected so it's not showing up on Facebook unfortunately, but we roll with the punches. So, if you guys could help out your fellow ES army members and pop a link over there so that they can join us, that would be thank you. So, Boogie has already shown you that carbs are actually good for you. Not only for your soul, but also for your health. Okay, because otherwise he wouldn't be here today. And look how sweet he is. So, you know, for some reason, carbs get this bad rap. 
And, you know, if there is any emotion around carbs or any um, fear of carbs, by the way, if, if you are fearful of carbs or if you do not um, trust yourself when it comes to carbs, just go ahead and drop an F so that we can see you in the chat. And good thing they understand boogie language. The first thing that you should know is that not all carbs are created equal. And something that the weight loss industry has done because there are different layers to the level of knowledge, especially when it comes to carbs, that, you know, for an uneducated person, considering the fact that, you know, carbs can come in many different forms and a whole slew of multitudes. You know, it is a lot easier to say to not have any carbs, right? And humans are creatures of habit in the, in the sense that, you know, we're going to repeat patterns. So let's say if, you know, the first time we got ourselves on a diet or lost some weight, you know, maybe we did, as a matter of fact, I would love to know from you guys, like the first time you told yourself, oh, yeah. I'm going to go on a diet or I'm going to lose some weight. Like what, what did you do? And I, I want to see that so that we can see what sort of carb restriction, you know, like did you most, did you get most attached to emotionally? Because this pattern can actually dictate your learn your long-term trajectory. And that's the first thing that I want to share with you is depending on whatever pattern you developed around carbs, there can very much be a an opportunity for a long term pattern of self sabotage. Right? And self sabotage comes in a lot of times in the form of stress eating, emotional eating, yo yo dieting, the whole ordeal. I know this because I've struggled with this myself for a really, really long time before I, un I understood it in a better way. Right. So the pattern, drop it in the chat, you guys would love to see it. So, you know, like the pattern that I followed is, you know, like an element elimination of carbs. So for me, it was an elimination all the way to an overstuffing. Right. And I only knew two modes. Right. Like either, you know, have my car parked at a complete stopped or I am racing you know, on the neighborhood street. Obviously, that's dangerous. You won't do this in your neighborhood. Why would you do that to your body? You know, like it messes with your hormones. It, it messes with your attitude, truly. And, you know, from a long-term consistency standpoint, what you want to think about is momentum, Right. And when you go zero miles an hour to 100 miles an hour to zero miles an hour to 100 miles an hour without the, you know, like coasting or cruising, what's going to happen to your brakes? Right. Like what's going to happen to the health of your car and engine, your engine? I'm not even a car person. I see that uh, Veronica Silva is here. I mean, she could tell us more. But, you know, like what's going to happen is you're going to mess the car up. And I'm not even a car person. And I know that for a fact, right? So the same thing happens with your body and more than just your body, also with your, with your conscience, right? This is why so many times it, 
like I've heard, I've had so many conversations with women where, you know, before we've had the immense privilege of helping them, you know, a very common theme is that they didn't trust themselves, right? Because when you are running in a mode of self-sabotage, it's going to be a lot harder to trust yourself. Like think about, you know, parenting, for example, if like, if you know that when you leave your kids, let's say with this babysitter, there could be an opportunity of them being hurt. Would you even consider bringing that person into your home? Nope. Probably not. Negative. Go right? right. So if you know that there is an opportunity for harm, with regards to other areas of your life, you would eliminate it, right? Okay, so I want to see, what are some things that they've done? Did anybody share? Cut out all bread, pasta, because thought they were bad. Okay, got it. That is the only answer to that question that we got. Okay. I have another question, though. What are the first foods that you think about when you think about carbs? Put them. Put them there. Put them there. The first foods that you think of when you think about carbs. And while you are responding to that, like I know you will, um, if our body, if you think about like when you get, why do we get thirsty? Like, why do we get thirsty? Speaking about thirsty. Yeah. You thirsty? Yeah. She's thirsty. Uh -huh. I am. On this Thursday, thirsty Thursday. So uh, why do we get thirsty? Is because our body is asking for water. Thirst is a sign. You need water. Why? For some reason, I don't know, you're dehydrated, you just ate something salty, your mouth is dry. There's a reason why you get thirsty and you want to drink something. You also have cravings because something's missing or something's out of balance. And a lot of times the reason we crave carbs, by the way, I think there's a difference between a, a physiological craving and a psychological craving because sometimes physiologically our body is asking for a certain type of nutrient because we're not getting it psychologically, we just are thinking about a food that we want because it sounds good. It will taste good. And we're thinking about it. So I think that, and I don't know the science behind any of that, but I think there, there is a difference physiologically, meaning your body is actually wanting something. So you will crave it versus, Oh, I saw a commercial for pizza and now I want pizza. Right. Those are different. And if you are restricting yourself from a nutrient like carbs that your body needs, like water, when you get thirsty, it's going to ask for it. It's going to ask for it in the form of a craving. So if you have a, a hard time with cravings, not because you saw something on TV or because when you walk into a movie theater, it smells like popcorn and now you're like, all of a sudden I want popcorn. It's a you know, a good question to ask is, have I been depriving myself of something that is a nutrient that my body needs to live, 
to survive, to function optimally, to operate. And then to go from there. Um, the other thing about, um, like you had mentioned too, with carbs is when we stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, we actually are hurting the way that our body can digest and absorb and process carbs. So then when we are eating any kind of food, by the way, so then when we are eating them, our body doesn't metabolize it as fast. Your metabolism slows down. Um, so first thing that you guys think about when you think about carbs, and there's a reason I asked this question, but I have rice, I have bread, I have pasta, I have my, my tortilla, I have pasta, I have corn, potatoes, bread, pasta, rice, oats, cereal. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't chocolate count? Yes. Is chocolate as a carb? A hundred percent. Um, and I find it interesting because I think that you guys are a very unique community and that many of you here have been listening to us. So I'm, I'm not surprised that I see rices and things like that. But most people, when they think about carbs, they think about pizza, croissants, donuts, which is a lot of bread. Um, but it's like those Pasta. really crappy processed type of carbs and not rice, you know, not sweet potatoes, not oatmeal. And they're very, very different. Uh, in our spring leaning challenge that we just had, we talked about the, that not all calories are created equal. Not all carbs are created equal. Not all nutrients are created equal. That's why there is a variety of different nutrients. Um, and not all even like processed food is created equal. Some is extremely processed. Some is minimally processed. So, you know, um, when we think about carbs, it's not that carbs are the bad guy and that we shouldn't eat them and they make us fat. How many people do you know that gained 20 pounds because they ate, oh my gosh, I had too many cuties this week and I just gained five pounds. Never, ever in the history of ever. So, or I ate too many blueberries. Yeah, Um and so there's that. The other thing about um, carbs that um, I think is good to be mindful of is drinking them versus eating them. Because you can have apple juice is not the same as an apple. Let's talk about why that's the case. 100%. Um, and most apple juices will be processed. There's going to be other shit in them. There's going to be sugar added to it. There's going to be all this other stuff. Even if you have like a good apple juice, you still are not getting the same amount of fiber from all the, all the skin, from chewing it, from having it whole. You're not getting the same level of satisfaction uh, or satiation. I think mm -hmm. that's how you would pronounce that mm -hmm. um, as you would if you were to eat it. Is there any other reasons? Well, also the, the glycemic index is mm -hmm. a lot higher, right? So, you know, like let's just compare you know, like just apple juice in comparison to an apple, the concentration of sugar is going to be a lot higher because, you know, in juice, like the fiber is taken away and it's basically just, you know, like the sugar with the water. Um, what's going to happen is that, uh, you know, like the higher the sugar levels, the more our insulin levels rise up.
right? And the higher the insulin levels are, you know, the opposite effect happens when it comes to, you know, like weight loss. So if you want to manage your weight or lose weight, you want to make sure that your insulin levels are as stable as possible. That's why I'm not about to refer to diabetes type one, because that's a completely different situation. With regards, like people who develop diabetes type two, you know, also happen to be overweight. The body works together. You know what I mean? Um, and now, aside from the fact that most apple juices out there, you know, have more stuff than just apples. As, as a matter of fact, let me just do research real quick. Okay, um, while you're researching. I'm I'll just going to look at Welch's yeah, apple okay. juice. You research and I talk. So the other thing about, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. So it's not to say that you can never have an apple juice. There, there's a time and a place for it. But let's say you want to use your, a juicer and you put an apple through that sucker. It's your apple. You juiced it. There's no added sugars. It, literally just from the apple. Okay. You're still taking fiber out, but that doesn't mean that that is also bad. There's just a time and a place. And most people do not live in the time or place to need that. I will say the first thing that I can think of, the first reason why I can think of why that would be beneficial, because when you, when you juice it, even if you juice the apple and it's good and it's clean and all of that, uh, it's still broken down now even more. And your body is going to go through that same amount of fuel a lot quicker your insulin level is going to spike. Now, let's say you just got done with a marathon. Great. Your body probably needs it and it needs it quick. No problem. Let's say uh, like I'm competing this weekend in a CrossFit event. That would be a good time and place for me to have a juice. It's quick. It's not heavy. My body needs it because I just exhausted and depleted energy stores. There's a time and a place. So I only say that to say, don't take, take everything with a grain of salt and recognize that just because we say, oh, this isn't going to be good for weight loss doesn't mean that it's never good or, or it's evil or, you know, you should never do it. Never is a very long time. Yeah. Okay. What have we researched? Oh, my beautiful carb. My carb is Come falling here, off. Mr. Carb. This Mr. Is my Sweetie carb. potato. So yeah, Welch's a hundred percent apple juice. I don't know if. They um, so the the first thing to know, and and this is what like this is the difference between like a you know like you took a juicer and you took your apple and you freshly squeezed it. The first ingredient, okay, is. Boogie, what, what's happening? Not comfortable. Not comfortable? No. Um, oh, God. Do you need help? Yeah. So I, I saw it. It said apple juice from concentrate. Here. Apple juice from concentrate, yes. which is filter water and apple juice concentrate. Right. So then the next one is an acid. Vitamin C and then malic acid for tartness, right? So there's a difference between apple juice and apple juice from concentrate. 
but they say non-GMO made in and that's exactly why like it's got 53 grams of sugar in one freaking cup no high fructose corn syrup though no preservatives no artificial colors no artificial flavors no artificial sweeteners true but what it doesn't say is you should not have this if you have diabetes you should not have this if you're overweight you are at risk if you have this and you um have trouble with your insulin yeah it, it says all the good things, which is good, um, which is just why we do these videos so that you can have the knowledge and the understanding of, okay, let me look a little deeper because only three ingredients. I mean. So that is a juice that's like considered to be a hundred percent natural. Keep in mind, you know, like first ingredient is the concentrate, Right. Um, it's like the difference between drinking condensed milk and, you know, like whole milk, completely different conversation, right? Um, so the sugar levels are going to be higher and, you know, you want to keep that in mind. And, you know, other than that, most juices out there are not a hundred percent, like all natural. You know what carbs I had today? Let me just finish this thought. No problem. You know, like most juices out there do have added sugar. As a matter of fact, most juices out there have corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup. And that's basically trash for your body. You, you want to treat your body like a garbage can? Give it high fructose corn syrup and corn syrup. Because it's, it's not even like concentrated sugar that comes from nature. It's concentrated sugar that comes from a lab. You're literally jacking yourself up with diabetes. Yeah. Go. What'd you have? Yeah. Guess what carb I had this morning? What? You know, guess. Yogurt? It doesn't really have a lot of carbs in it. A little bit. The lactose. Yeah, but I'm talking about carbs. Plantain chips. Plantain chips. <laughs> I love them. I love Plantain them. Plantain chips. <laughs> and I don't have them all the time, but when I do, I have all of them. Um, so... I probably had 16. So the first thing uh, to note about carbs and why eliminating carbs out of your diet is may actually not be functional for you and your goals is because it can actually cause to prolong periods of self-sabotage. Okay. Also so what you're telling me is I can either have carbs and shorten and lessen my self-sabotage or not have carbs and self-sabotage? Is that what you're telling me? Say it again. I either have carbs, mm -hmm. I enjoy my carbs, and I'm less likely to self-sabotage, yeah. or I restrict myself of the one thing God put on planet earth that soothes my soul and I'm more likely to self-sabotage basically gosh so let's compare this to a car again let's compare compare weight loss to a car imagine you're driving from California to New York okay um, it's for about, the record, carbs are not the one thing that it, soothes my soul. It's it's about three thousand miles. You know, it's a journey that 
you want to get there as fast as possible, right? Like I remember when we did our first cross country from Jersey to California, we planned it in a way where how can we get there as fast as possible? Is it like two days or two and a half days? No, that was three days. California to. No, oh, we were like Florida. Anyways, so you know, like you want to get it done as fast as possible. And once you make up in your mind that, oh yeah, like I want to drop weight, you want to get it done as fast as possible. Basically, you know, like same mindset. And I share this with you because would you rather drive on that journey at a hundred miles per hour, knowing that, you know, every hundred miles you will, your engine will be completely like just burnt out and smoke will be coming out and you will have to take a two hour break. Or you're going to get pulled over and fined. Or would you rather go 75 miles an hour and be able to go five hours and your engine wouldn't overheat? If anything, all you'll have to do is just fill up your gas and go pee -pee. once or twice a day. Right. So it's the same analogy. And and that's why a lot of times we don't consider these things because number one, we don't know. Number two, it's not talked about. And, you know, number three, once we make up in our mind that we're ready to change, we want we want to be at our destination ASAP. Right. But we don't realize the long term uh, effects that can come along with it. Okay, so from a physiological standpoint, I want to share with you also what happens when you restrict yourself of carbs. Listen, by the end of the day, if carbs are made from other nature, there is a reason why they're made, because everything in nature makes sense and everything has a rhyme and a reason and a purpose. Right. So, you know, when our body is designed to consume carbs because we actually have carbohydrate stores. However, an overconsumption of carbs and an overconsumption of the wrong carbs leads to tapping into fat storage, right? So the easier thing to do when we're uneducated, right, is to just go through elimination. However, if we do have carbohydrate stores, then why eliminate something that your body actually needs? If it didn't need it, it wouldn't be stored. This is why, as a matter of fact, like if you think about, you know, like using your body for performance, think about athletes. There's a reason why you'll see athletes eat carbs because the body needs it. It just, most people don't understand it. So when we deplete our stores, Uh, over a prolonged period of time, what we're actually doing is we're sending signals to the brain that, hey, storage is depleted, like prepare for winter. Storage storage is depleted, prepare for winter. Like think about that. So what do we do when we prepare for winter? Oh shit, winter is coming. Food's going to be scarce. I'll tell you what happened when I was a kid. I would hold my arms out like this and my parents would load my arms up with a bunch of wood and would stockpile it. Your body does the same thing with food. And let me save it. Right? Like if Let me save it. If you deprive your stores, your body is going to be like, oh shit, 
the storage compartment is empty. Let's reserves, reserves, reserves. And what are re reserves of energy? It's fat. So what do we do? We deprive ourselves of the thing that we need. And as a byproduct, our body is like, the winter is coming. Store it Let's all. Let's prepare, right? So then we shut down our metabolism, right? Which is going to elongate your process in the game. And also... We also make you more tired. And also we tap into our fat stores. Have you ever seen somebody become morbidly obese because their carb stores were like overly tapped? How would we know? That? So carbs in your body are being stored in your muscles and in your liver. But how do we know what everybody eats? We don't, but what I'm telling you, so, so because in our body, carbs are only stored in our liver and our muscles. There's only so much that you can pack on as far as carb stores. That's right? why when you have more muscle, you can eat more carbs. Right. The saying, start lifting, bro. Right. So the, the point is, is like the, the question that we need to ask ourselves, because, because the quality of our questions will determine the quality of our results is rather than, you know, like. Instead of asking ourselves, oh, I wonder how long I can go without carbs to, you know, like what types of carbs do I need to eat? And what's the amount of carbs that I need to eat to sustain my body and whatever my goals are? That's a completely different conversation, right? Because it is your carb stores can only store so much. However, if you overdo your carb stores, then we tap into another storage compartment which is your fat storage. But I'm telling you, carbs are not the culprit. It's how we manipulate carbs or our lack of understanding of how to manipulate carbs that is the real issue. And also the fact that the food industry does not make it any simpler because the food industry like continues to create more man-made carbs that you know, like are unknown. Right. So we can have all the inten right intentions in the world. However, if we don't know our shit, we could be, you know, thinking to ourselves, oh, my gosh, like I'm low in calories or, oh, my gosh, like I'm so dialed in with my macros. Meanwhile, like, OK, you jacked up your insulin levels today. Your metabolism is going to be out of whack either way. Right. So it's super important to understand that because physiologically, like. You have a the, table. I put a table. The, the quality of, you know, raw material that you provide your body is going to determine what's what's going to come out of it. Right. Um, I want to share one more thing. So when you said there's something that could be confusing that you said, which is when we deplete our body of carb stores, then it goes to use fat, which is true. Mm -hmm. So that is why, though, people think, oh, if I just don't eat carbs, then my body will use the fat stores which scientifically is true. However, if we're not putting carbs in, then the body's metabolism will slow down and you will not utilize carbs as quickly when you do eat them. So imagine, okay, if my body wants carbs and I restrict it for a while, 
and I'm not getting something that I need as far as a nutrient is concerned. The body slows down a metabolism to say, hey, we don't know when we're going to get this stuff. Storage, wintertime, right? Mm -hmm. Let's burn calories slower, right? Let's burn calories slower because we don't want to burn out of this wood before winter's over. We don't know when winter's going to be over. So your metabolism slows down. And then what happens is you have cravings. So then you have cravings and then you eat a bunch of carbs and your body has not sped up the process of burning off the calories yet. So now what it does is say, yay, we just got a bunch more wood in case winter lasts longer. Let's hold on to it Mm -hmm. in case we need to make some fire. Yep. Right. In case the winter lasts longer. So it, it's the lack of consistency that really screws us up because we go no carbs, a lot of carbs, no carbs, a lot of carbs. And then there's this confusion. Yeah. And the more your body is confused, the less it trusts you. Right. So the longer it's going to take it to actually adapt. Right. So, you know, and then. From a big picture, you know, weight loss standpoint, it it can stall your results because this repeated pattern is going to lead to your body actually, you know, like taking more time to build trust like we just talked about because it is going to expect that, you know, like every time you go into the pattern of stop and go, stop and go. It's like, oh, wait, but I know what's, what's going to happen next because I've been through this already a hundred times. So let's not, so let's continue doing what we've been doing because the same thing is going to happen anyways. And I know that the winter is coming. Our, Here's, here's the the truth. Like our body is smarter than us. Our body has evolved over literally millions and millions of years. You're literally like you have the most incredible machine. The reason why, you know, if you feel like your body's out of whack, your body is misaligned, it's because you've exposed it to the wrong habits, right? Like the operating system that's been operating the body has been giving it the wrong commands, right? So, I mean... Systems are broken. Right. Systems need to be fixed. And, you know, like, we got to clean up the mess. Your body does want to fall fall in place. Your body does want to feel good. It does. Now, of course, every once in a while, there's always super freak accidents, right? So we're not talking about that. We're talking about the general consensus, right? Like the fact that right now... We're heading into a trend of almost 50% of this country is considered to be morbidly obese. It's not because there is something wrong with our genetic code. Because if you look at our ancestors, they were all freaking beasts, jacked up beasts. Why do we look like slouchy, grouchy, overweight, like humans right now? It's the compound effect of nurture in a non-helpful direction. Yeah. So what we learn from our parents is usually what we end up teaching our kids, whether we want to or not. And And not just that. And it's also like, what's the school system teaching us? Right. uh Because unless, unless, unless we're very mindful 
of who we are and why we operate the way we do. And we do the hard internal work to shift that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, history repeats itself. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of work to do. And thank you for investing your time and energy and continuing to educate yourself, right? So that you can hopefully lead yourself with better patterns and also let that transfer over to your kids, right? So that your kids from a young age don't have to overconsume like high fructose corn syrup and get diabetes by the time they're 12, but rather, you know, like start out young and like enhance and expand their life rather than shorten it. Because what's happening in society right now, we're actually being taught on how to shorten our lives so that we can become more dependent on medications as consumers, right? When you are, when your life is dependent on something, you will do anything to stay alive, right? And that's the plan, right? So the good news is that we get to choose every single day and every single day we have a brand new opportunity. So, you know, we hope you found value in this. And if you know someone who will benefit from this, please, you know, spread the love, share the love. That's all we ask right? This is the gift that keeps on giving. And the only way for us to be able to change our community is to start within our home. The only way we can change our home is to start with ourselves. We are the leaders. And by the end of the day, it all comes down to us. If it's up to anybody, it's up to me. So go take care of your body today. Go take care of yourself today and go be the change that the the world needs to hear and see. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Sarit. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsarit.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.